56 degrees at 743 on 92.7 WMAY. Patrick Fingston in this morning on Springfield's Morning News. Uh, we are talking 9-11 uh, on the 21st anniversary of the attacks on America from, uh, you know, the outside sources that, uh, you know, bin Laden and the, the Al-Qaeda attacks that were perpetrated on America 21 years ago. It's hard to believe it's been 21 years, but... You know, we're trying to do a, a a few minutes on it today so that, you know, we do our job to make sure we don't forget and don't forget about that day. And one of the people that, that had a front row seat and way too close of a front row seat to to some of it was was Carol Marine, who's the a longtime political reporter in Illinois. She was a, a political editor, a re- recently retired political editor at NBC5, former contributor on Chicago Tonight on WTTW, and currently the co-director at the DePaul Center for Journalism, Integrity, and Excellence. Uh, Carol is well known in Springfield as one of the the great political reporters we've had in this state. So Carol, good morning. How are you? I'm well, Patrick. How are you this morning? I'm very well. Thanks for thanks for taking a few minutes and, and sharing your memories and, and experiences from 9-11. Um, I guess let's start at the top. You were in New York that morning. I was in New York that morning. I was at that time a CBS News correspondent working with 60 Minutes. I was in the uh, office because we were preparing a piece for air, and I look up at one of the monitors, and the North Tower is hit. And uh, yeah, I was one of the only people in the building. So I did what reporters are supposed to do. I got down on the street. I got a cab. Uh, it was already crowded. Uh, the cab driver didn't want to take me toward the World Trade Center. It was, you know, the South Tower was just about hit. And... Uh, and so I hoofed it most of the way down the West Side Highway to West Street, where a firefighter told me to be careful of falling ash because the first tower the, had collapsed, the South Tower had collapsed. And uh, I felt the street rumble under my feet. Uh, a firefighter turned to me and yelled, run. I started to run. I fell. A firefighter picked me up, put me on my feet, took me, threw me against another building that had an overhang as the uh, North Tower collapsed. And, uh, and then I couldn't see anything. It was black smoke, dust, pieces of the people and the things that were blown up. And uh, the firefighter handed me to a police officer named Brendan Duke, and Brendan Duke held my hand as we tried to make our way through that darkness of the soot and the dust into the light to get to uh, to get to some rescue vehicles. Oh, what's what does it feel like? I mean, can you can you even think when when that's happening? That I mean, you see it in the movies that you know run as as something is collapsing behind you, but but to actually live it, what goes through your head? What goes through your heart in that moment? What, what happens, and I, I learned this in the most visceral way, is all of you except that which will allow you to survive shuts down. So I really stopped 
seeing or hearing or being the observer I'm supposed to be as a reporter in behalf of doing nothing more important than running faster than I've ever run before um, to save myself because the tower literally was coming down on us. And the tower came down on and killed um, a, a freelance photographer who was just about a block and a half ahead of me. I remember he passed me on White Street, West Street, as um, I was uh, first down there. And his body was found later in the rubble. So it is true. You know the stories, Patrick, about the mother whose son is pinned under the back of an automobile mm -hmm. who somehow summons the strength to lift the bumper up enough to get him out? I, I understand that adrenaline drive not to die. Carol Maureen joins us here on WMAY as we look back on 21 years since the attacks on uh, on America on 9-11. Um, you actually got to talk to the police officer that, that guided you out last year. What was that like? It was, so I was, uh, I did one of these 9-11 anniversary interviews with my home station, uh, NBC in Chicago, and they surprised me by bringing Brendan Duke on. Brendan Duke was the second um, rescue person that I encountered. I never found or got the name of the, the firefighter, the first person, mm -hmm. but Brendan was the second. And I hadn't seen or talked to him really since that time. I had sent letters to everyone. I'd gotten everyone's name but the firefighter. It kills me that I failed to do. That just kills me. Um, but it was one of those things where I, I asked him how he was. Was he well? How did the breathing that air for so long make him sick? He asked the same thing of me. It was like, it, it was touching. It was stunning to me. And, uh, and after we did, after that live shot, was over that surprising live mm -hmm. shot. I talked to him a while longer. He had left the force. He had moved out of state. I mean, 9-11 had piercing and powerful effects on, on us all as a country, as a world. Did you know at the moment that it was happening? I mean, we've, you know, for those of us that, that know who you are and know you, we've, we've seen the video of you and Dan Rather on set on on 9-11 and the shock that you were in. Uh, but, but did you realize at that moment or in those, those forthcoming days that, that you witnessed this thing that, that changed America, that changed the world? I did, but you know, Patrick, there's like, um, a continued dawning as you think about it. I, mm. for years, when a 9-11 video would come up, I would look at it searchingly to try to see the, all the things I missed when I was in the middle of that tower coming down on us. Um, because in that moment, you are telescoped. You, you know, you're not a wide-angle lens. You are a, you are a telescope to a, a, a point of saving yourself. And... Uh, and so I, it has been an unfolding for me. I have to 
I have to admit. And I was on one of the first flights out of New York, because as you know, all the flights were shut down in the country. And I stayed in New York and worked. Once I got back to the broadcast center, we just kept working. And I'm on a flight back to Chicago just for a day to see my family. And I'm on the flight where the pilots and the flight attendants from those airlines who all had friends in the crashes, who all knew everyone. And it was the most somber moment I I think I've ever witnessed where a flight attendant collected everyone's keys because no longer could anyone except the pilot have keys to the flight deck. And here were pilots who had been in the military, who'd fought in wars, were relinquishing their, their keys as if they too could be a flight risk because it was in behalf of making these planes safer. It, you know, it was a very tearful moment, and then we flew over what was still the burning site of the Trade Center. So um, it was one of those what I call cathedral moments where it's just utterly silent. Carol Maureen joins us. Before we let you go, Carol, uh, you teach college kids now. Uh, who who are are future journalists and people who are documenting the world as we see it. I mentioned earlier in the hour that a uh, a freshman in college this year was born in two thousand four. Uh, after nine eleven, how how do they see that day? Do they have the an understanding of it? Is it is it taught as it should so that you know the way that. You know, my generation was taught about uh, about uh, Pearl Harbor. You know, is are is there enough of a lasting impact on on generations to come? I don't know the answer to that. I know that they they don't know it until you tell them about it. I mean, they hear I've heard about it. Some of them have been curious about it. Some of them have not. Um, I, I was one of the professors at a conference on. Government and government isn't taught enough um, anywhere in the country. And understanding Amen. the levels and the levels and parts of government. So the county is not the city, and the city is not the state, and the state is not you know the Congress. It, it, you have to hammer it away, and, and we do. Um, but from time to time, with my very first class at DePaul. Um, seven years ago, I think it was seven years ago, was on 9-11. And our instruction was to teach them, you know, um, safe ways down the stairwells and that sort of thing in case of fire or in case of an active shooter event, not a 9-11 event. And so we did all that. And then, and then I, my uh, co-director, Don Mosley, and I, Don played the 9-11 interview with Dan Rather that's still on on YouTube. And um, it was was really pretty much news to them. But, you know, they're young. That's why they're in class. That's why we teach them. That's, That's what our purpose is, is to give them context and history, as well as the contemporary skills to do what you, Patrick, and I still do and believe in which is covering this world with 
open eyes. The great Carol Marine joins us here on WMAY. Carol, a pleasure. Uh, find Carol on Twitter at Carol Marine, M-A-R-I-N. Uh, Carol, thanks so much for the time. We really appreciate you uh, joining us this morning. Thank you so much, Patrick.